Alright, start it. So we're going to have like a slight detour. Remember, we're talking about Dalit Minim, but we mentioned the concept of Kark and Exalus, whether or not land is stealable. Then not an English word. Whether or not you can steal land and its ramifications in Allah. And therefore, we're going to have a sugya about that right now. Tanarabam. Sukkah Zul. If a sukkah was stolen, or somebody that puts up schach in Rishus Harab. Rebbe Eliezer says this kind of sukkah is possible. So, says the Gemara, what, why would Rebbe Eliezer possible and why would the Chachamim okay? Says the Gemara, Amr of Nachman, Machlekes, this Machlekes, that Rebbe Eliezer says it's possible. And the Chachamim say it's kosher is Bishatikev es Haverai, where you grab your friend which means you didn't steal anything, you took an existing sukkah, you kicked the owner out, either physically or with a gun, and you assumed control of that sukkah. ISIS time. Right. So says the Gemara, and what's the Machlikas? Verblazer Latame. Rabbalazar is in his shita. The Omar So at best case scenario, it's your friend's sukkah. You didn't do anything. And it's your friend's sukkah. And therefore, you're basically being Yaitse in a borrowed sukkah. And if you remember the end of the second parak, we said there, Bliazer says, you're now allowed to eat in a friend's sukkah. So best case scenario, you did nothing legally. You did nothing legally. You're just sitting in your friend's sukkah. So, says the Gemara, that's bad according to Rebbe Yezer. Vinami, and worst case scenario, Kark and Exelas, it's possible to steal land, so then you're in a stolen sukkah. Then it's sukkah zulahi. Vinami, Karka ain't in Exelas, and if land isn't stealable, if you can't steal land, then sukkah shulahi. It's a borrowed sukkah. So says the Gemara in Rebbe Yezer, there's no scenario in which this works out. And says the Gemara, I don't even have to figure out if you could steal land or can't steal land. Worst case scenario, you could steal land, so you're in a stolen sukkah. Best case scenario, you can't steal land, so you're in a, so to speak, borrowed sukkah. Well, a borrowed sukkah is also just as bad. So therefore, in Rebbe Yezer, in that case of throwing your friend out, there's no good ending to that story. You could be Yaitzi in your friend's sukkah, and land isn't stealable. So in the Rabbonon, all the stars align to make it work, which means you can't steal the land. So what are you doing? You're, so to speak, borrowing the sukkah, and you're borrowing the sukkah, so a borrowed sukkah is fine in the shita of the Rabbonon. Says the Gemara Sukkah That is the Machlekes in the kick your friend out of his Sukkah scenario. But how about another way of stealing Sukkah? That you go to his shed and you steal his boards. Avogazal eats him. If you go to his shed, and steal the wood, the slats, the schach, the sikech behem, and you use them for schach, that sukkah is for sure kosher. 
you will not find any machlekas about that. Because, because, all you owe the guy is money for schach, which means I didn't steal a sukkah from you. I stole wood from you. So I owe you cash. It's not nothing to do with my sukkah. I, I then went, drove home, and built it into my sukkah. So my sukkah is not stolen. I stole wood from you. I have a financial debt to you. So I owe you $20 for the wood that I stole. But my sukkah is not stolen. So the Gemara just made a move. The Gemara said, this machlekes, I'm limiting it. it sounded from the machlekes, it's all over. It says, no, 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 no. It's only when you actually throw your friend out of the sukkah. It's not, it's not when you steal his chaf. How do I know that I'm correct in limiting the machlekes to that? Mimai, how do I know this? Midikatani, since it says in the Mishnah, two things together. Steal a sukkah and put a sukkah up on Reiserstown Road. Because the Mishnah compared it to making a sukkah in the middle of Reisestown Road. Just like in Reisestown Road, it's because the land is not yours, and that's why we have a machlekes. It's because the land is not yours. So by, by virtue, by basis of comparison, I was able to learn that the case is a case of stolen land, not a case of stolen schach. Continues the Gemara on this, on this halacha, that if you steal schach and build it into your sukkah, it doesn't possibly your sukkah. There was once this old lady, the Oslo of Nachman, that came in front of Rav Nachman. Amrle, she protested to Rav Nachman, she tattled, Rish Galusa, Vikula Rabbonon, Debe Reish Galusa, the Reish Galusa, and all the rabbis that hang out there, Besukkah Gzula Havayasi. They're sitting in a stolen sukkah. It's a pretty steep accusation. And Reb Nachman like, uh, like just ignored her. Like he like turned back to the guy he was talking to. Yeah, what were you saying? Yeah, just ignore her. Tzavche, she screamed more. Vuleyashkachba, Reb Nachman. And Reb Nachman still didn't listen to her. Like, like seriously, leave me alone. So she got mad and she said, You know who I am that you're ignoring me? I'm a Yiddish lady. I'm an Enikal of Avram Avinu, and you're ignoring me. It's a, this is a lady, that her grandfather Avram Avinu had, Talasmeya, 300, and 18 Avadim. My grandfather Avram Avinu had 318 Avadim. I'm an Enikal of Avram Avinu, and you're giving me such shabby treatment. So is he. Kamaych, what? So is he. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The cousin's fighting. Tzavcha Kamaychu is screaming in front of you. Vuleyash Kechisuba, and you're not listening to her. We said several Terutim and Shatim at the time. The most logical of them being is that there's nothing you can do for her now. It's a case of owing money, and it's on Yantiv, so I'm not going to make a dintaira on Yantiv, so there's nothing I can do for you, so please leave me alone. I'll, I'll deal with you Sunday morning. Amulu Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman dismissed her. Piyasehida, she's just a screamer. She's like just making a lot of noise. The Eilah of the Meitzim Belvad. You know why I'm not dealing with this case because the Rabban and the Rish Galusa are being yaitze sukkis. I the sukkah stolen. Who cares? Worst case scenario, you owe cash. It doesn't ruin your sukkah. 
So it's a cash case. You're not going to change their sukkah now. Cash, I can deal with after Yantiv. You want money? I'll get you your money after Yantiv. They can't pay you on Yantiv. And it's not a matter of disassembling the sukkah because there's nothing wrong with the sukkah. It's a case of cash owing. So we can deal with that later. Therefore, I'm not going to deal with it now. Why doesn't it create a permanent issue like it did with the Luma? Very good. Because, because like we said yesterday, there's a shidui, which means it, in, if we said when you made an issue with the lulav, you, you stole this lulav, so intrinsic to the lulav is, is erect. That's called man, it is intact. If, and we try to ask yesterday, what's well, not intact? You tied it up. Right, exactly. So here, by building it into the sukkah, you change anyway. Doesn't say by sukkah. It does. It does. Yeah. So you have to pay for yourself a sukkah. Yes. Yes. Um, Ravina says Ravina. In fact, I the This beam of a sukkah, digzula that was stolen, after Wele Rabbanan, the Rabbanan made takanta a special rule, Mishum takanas marsh, because of the takana of the beam, which means famous takana of the beam. Let's say. A guy stole a beam and built it into his house. And it's perfectly intact. It just built into his house. So we told him, you know what? If you want to do chuba, do not feel compelled to take down your house. Because if that's what it's going to take, I'm never going to do chuba. So therefore, we told him, don't worry. Don't. Don't worry. You can pay cash. So says the Gemara, the same takana that we made, beam built into a house, we made about a beam built into a sukkah. Says the Gemara, duh, it's the same thing. Says the Gemara, <laughs> pshita. It's mamish the same case. Ma'ishnameitzim, why is it different than regular wood built into house? So it says, ma'odetem, because I could have thought eitzim shechiti, wood is easy to get, which means, I stole wood from you. So you want me to take down my house for a couple drywall, for a couple two by fours? Come on, just go to Home Depot, they're prevalent. You're going to make me take down my house. Here's $50, buy yourself drywall that I stole from you. You want me to take down my house? For $50 worth of drywall that you could buy at Home Depot for $50. But a beam, which is like a very important part of the house and not as easy to come by, it's a specialty item, there are things like, yeah, take that house. I don't know where to find it again. I want it back. I will hide the It's not so prevalent. And therefore, I may require him to take down his house. Amaloy, I would say maybe, no, he cannot keep it. Kamash one, that he can't, that he could. Now, Hanimili, this halacha that we do not make you take down your sukkah is begav shiv is during the seven days of Sukkot. Avalobasar Shiva, after Shiva of Sukkot, when you're going to take down your Sukkot anyway, I can insist that you give it back to me then and don't pay me cash. I want my being back. Bechibur Betina, but let's say you cemented it in. Afilachar Shiva, even after Sukkot, Namiya you can pay him cash. End of stolen Sukkot. Getting back to Dalamit. So, we learned a brysa that said as follows. And it's slightly cryptic. Tana, the Tana says, Yavish is puzzle, dried is puzzle. Rabbi Huda says it's kosher. Dried what is machlekes? So says the Gemara, the Gemara wants to suggest at first, and this is going to run into trouble. Says the Gemara, Amar Rava, machlekes belulav. The machlekes, whether or not a dried lulav is kosher, is a machlekes. We connect the lulav to esrik. Ma esrik by hader, just like an esrik has to be beautiful. Av lulav by hader, a lulav also has to be beautiful. And therefore, not only can your esrik not be dried out, your lulav can't be dried out. And the rabbanan pasli dried lulav. 
Rebuta suffer Lamech Shina Lulav Lasik. And Rebuta says, No, we do not connect Lulav to Esrik. That although I admit to you and I agree to you that an Esrik has to be beautiful and not dried, a Lulav doesn't. The Machlekes is by Lulav. Avo be Esrik, but by an Esrik, different Hakel Hadar Ba'inan. There's no Machlekes. Even Rabbi Yehuda would agree you need it to be Hadar. Says the Gemara, really? Rabbi Huda does not require Hadar by Lulav. But not. We learned to Rehuda Imar in our Mishnah, you have to tie the Lulav. Isn't that to beautify it? So you see, Rabbi Huda needs Hadar by Lulav. My time of Labi Dubai Hadar, is it not because he needs Hadar? No. It's because of a word in the Pasik that defines the basic definition of Lulav. Says the Gemara, no. No, Kirikhtani Taimur, Rabbi Huda Imer, Mishim Rab Tarfin, Rabbi Huda Darshan, from Rab Tarfin, Kapais Tamari. It has to be bound, this date tree. Kapais. It has to be bound. And if it's separating, if it's spreading out, Yichtefenu, you must bind it. Okay, let me try again. Voloi by other. You say Rabbi Huda doesn't need Hadar by Lulav, but tonight, Enag Nitz HaLulav Ela Beminai. Divrei Rabbi Huda. Rabbi says the ties you use for your Lulav have to be Lulav stuff. They cannot be a rubber band. Why? Because it looks beautiful. It's all one uniform thing. Says the Gemara, Enag Nitz HaLulav, my time, Elam Shunt by Hadar. No. Says the Gemara, I'll prove to you it has nothing to do with Hadar. Because you can even tie it with the really ugly parts of a lulav tree. So you see, the requirement to tie it with lulav species is not because it's beautiful, because you can tie it with the ugly parts. It must be something else. Says the Gemara, Lai, the Hamar Rava, because Rava said, Afilu besiv, even with bark, Afilu beikr de dikla, and like the, 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 the um, Stuff that grows around the tree, which is ugly. So the Gemara says, "Okay, then why does it have to be lulav species?" Vel my time to Yehuda. Then why is it? At, what's Yehuda's reason? So the Gemara says, "Because since you need an egged, if it's another species, it's baltaisif. We should discover lulav tsar egged. Lulav needs to be tied v'maisa And if you bring another species, havlu chamisha minin." Then you have five species instead of four, and that's why Rabbi Yehuda says it has to be that species. So, so far, we survived intact. We said that Rabbi Yehuda, and this is pretty clear, doesn't require Hadar by Lulav, and we challenged it a couple ways, and no, that has nothing to do with Hadar, and it survived. Rabbi Yehuda does not need Hadar by Lulav. But then you said, but Rabbi Yehuda agrees you need Hadar by Esri. Says the Gemara, really? Is that true? Uba Esrig need by review the Hutter? Does Rebihuda need Hutter by Esrig? Vatanya. Arba minim shabalulov. There are four species in Ululov. Lulov, Esrig, Hadas, and Arova. Kishem Shane Pelsaman, just like you cannot go less than four species, Kachin Masifanale. You cannot go higher than four species. So therefore, Lay Mats Esrig, let's say one year you could not find an Esrig. Layavi, do not substitute. Layavi lay parish, don't bring a quince. Vulay remind and don't bring a pomegranate. Vulay davarachar, don't bring like a kiwi or an apple. Continues the Mishnah. Kamushin, if they're black, they're kosher. Yeveshin, 
and Esrik that's dried out is possible. Reb Yehuda Yivashin. You can even have a dried Esrik. So you see, Reb Yehuda doesn't really care about other. In fact, continues the Gemara of Amr Reb Yehuda Maise There was a story with the villagers that these guys were so poor and were so out of it, they had no access to Lulavim. And therefore, they basically had a lul- an Esrik from their grandfather. That they used to give over their Dalat Minim to their grandchildren. Now, th- that thing is like totally disgusting. To which the Chacham said, You think that's a Raya? And Shasad Chak Raya. What could they do? They were, you know, they were stuck on a desert island. And that's all they had. But that's not a proof. But Katani Mias. We learn nonetheless, it said Rabbi Huda Emer Afyuvation Sherim. It said dried ones are okay. I assume that's going on Esrik. And you're wrong. You said even Rabbi Huda holds you need an Esrik that's not Yavish, an Esrik that's Hadar. So you're wrong, says the Gemara. Tanimis Rabbi Huda, we learn nonetheless, Rabbi Huda Emer Afyuvation Sherim. Dried ones are kosher. My love, can I assume my Esrik? It's going on Esther. Can you see you're wrong? You see, Rabbi Huda doesn't need Hunter by an Esther. Laya Lulav. It's going on Lulav. Okay, let me reanalyze that price. I'm reminding you said previously. Just like you can't go less than four species. No one thinks you could have three. You can't go higher. You can't have five. Well, of course you can't have five. It says in the Torah, you have four. It says, I may have thought, since Rabbi Huda said, Lulav Tsar Hagen, Lulav needs to be tied. So basically, you have a way to keep out other species. What's in the tie counts, what's out of the tie doesn't. So I may think that the tie sort of protects me and inoculates me against having five. Yeah, I'm, right now I'm holding my hand five species. I'm holding my Dalad Minim plus an apple branch. Oh, that's five Minim. No, it's not. It's not in the tie. So I could have made the case that Rabbi Huda, since he requires an egg, since he requires a tie, he's inoculated against five species. Ma'odetema, hayov amar Rabbi Huda lulav tzarach eged. Since Rabbi Huda requires the lulav and everything to be tied together, if you bring another species and it's not in the tie, it's out, and therefore it doesn't count as a fifth species. It's separate, Kamash one, that no, it is not separate, it is actually, actually um, included, and you're over on Baal Taisif. And then another thing that Bryce said a minute ago, that you shouldn't substitute. Well, duh. I mean, you're supposed to bring an Esri. You have a Havmin, okay. This year, we couldn't find this Esri, but we'll be Yaitse with oranges. You don't have an Esri, can you just shake three of the four? No, no, that's, that, that's also. And not only you shouldn't shake three, as with Kshem Shem man, you can't substitute. So you're saying, duh, it's the wrong thing. Why would you think you could substitute? Right? Because if you can't find the shirt, do you think you should wear two pants? Like, well, why, like, why do you think you substitute? Well, it's not the right thing. It doesn't do the right job. Says the Gemara, don't bring Rimlin, a pomegranate, a parsh, a quince, a derach, not an apple. Or pshita. So he says, no. Sometimes it's effective as a placeholder, which means at least my kids will see I hold four things. Says the Marmata you should bring an apple. So your kids should not forget the fact that there used to be something else there. 
Kamash that no, on the contrary, your kid's going to say in 50 years, I remember my father shook an esrik. I shook an apple. So therefore, better leave it empty. Don't do anything. Rather than your kid, remember, I'm telling you, I swear it was an apple. The, rather than your kid thinking your father shook an apple. Amol, it's going to come from it a great disaster to Misrach that your kid will say, oh, my father shook an apple. And that's Aramidic. Me, like, if not for this chashash, it really would have been okay. Yeah, just to, to remind your kids that there's not that you'd be yaitzik, chashash, yeah, no, 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 but just to remind your kids right. that there's something else here. Yeah. So, anyway, one last thing in the sugya, which means at this point we're thinking, Reb Yehuda doesn't require hadr by an es- by a lulav, but requires hadr by an esrik. Says more tashma esrik hayosh and pasal, an old esrik is pasal, vereb Yehuda machshir. Rabbi Yudah says it's kosher. Tiftah drava tiftah. Rabbi Shlagda. Now, Rabbi Yehuda does not require anything hadr. Of course, I'm sorry. <laughs> of course the lulav doesn't have to be hadr. But even the esrit, that it calls it hadr, doesn't have to be hadr. Not something we have to work on in a minute. Something we have to deal with in a minute. But of course, it, but Rabbi Yudah says nothing has to be hadr. Sigmar says, well, first of all, let me fight with you about that. Voloi by Hadar. Rabbi Huda doesn't need the asterisk to be Hadar. Vanantanam, we learned in the Mishnah as follows. Hayarak Kikarti. If an asterisk is so ugly because it's totally green, in fact, it's as green as a lupine. It's a, as a, um, as a um, not that. Um, leek. Leek, yeah. As a leek, which is green, like in a green onion. Rabbi Meir Machsh, Rabbi Meir says that's kosher. Rabbi Huda Paiso, because it's ugly. See, you see, Rabbi Huda needs Hadar by an asterisk. No, it's not Altshadar. If it's still green, it ain't an esrik. It's like a sapling. It's like a preen. It's not a real esrik. It's because the fruit's not finished. Okay, let me try again. Tashma, let me try proving to you. Sheer esrik cotton. How big is the smallest esrik? In English, what's the minimum shear for an esrik? It could be even as small as, as a walnut, just teeny. Judas says, no, that's disgusting. It's got to be at least as big as an egg. Rehudah Kibaya. Why would Rehudah require Baya? Because he requires it to be good looking. So you see, he does need Hadar by an Esrig. Lav Misham Dubai Hadar. Is it not because Rehudah requires Hadar? Lav Misham Dubai Gavar Once again, it's because that is an unfinished fruit. So I don't need Hadar, but it has to be a fruit. And if it's that small and that undeveloped, and if it's smaller than an egg, it ain't an esrit. So I'm still correct, Igmar thinks at this point, that Rebuta does not need hadr by an esrit, but there are certain basic requirements. It has to be a fully developed fruit, it has to reach a certain size. Let me try again. Tashma, ubegadol. How huge can your esrit be and it still be kosher? If it's too huge, it's freakish. It's not normal, it's weird, it's ugly. So, the first opinion is It can't be so big that you wouldn't be able to hold two in one hand. You wouldn't be able to hold two in one hand. <clears throat> it has to be at least small enough that you can hold two in one hand. If it's so huge that you cannot even hold two in one hand, then it's, it's, too, it's too big. Different view to it can be as big as a pumpkin. I feel even if you could hold one in two hands. Now, why would a Yehuda require it to be a nice size and not too big? 
my love, is it not my time? Their Biru requires it to be Hadar, and you see you're wrong. No, it's for a very practical reason. Because, says the Gemara, for a very practical reason. Look, since Rabbah says, Lulav, be a mint. You have to hold the Lulav in your right hand. The and you have to hold the Esrog in your left hand. Zimnin the Mechalfile, you're sometimes going to have to switch it because you picked it up in the wrong hand. You have to change hands. You have to pick your sitter. You have to do Aishanas. You have to fix your talus or something like that. And you're going to switch hands. And if, you, if it's too big that you can't hold two in one hand, you're going to drop it and possible it. Fine. You win. You win. You survived all the tests. Rebuta doesn't need Hadar by Esrik. Rebuta doesn't need Hadar by Elulav. But it's called creates Hadar, for God's sakes. It's called a Hadar. It's called a beautiful fruit. So what on earth does this mean that you don't have to have Hadar by an Esrik? Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Vel Rebuta Huxiv Hadar. It says beautiful. No, I don't read it that way. Ahu, that is the Esraik lives on the tree from year to year, which means, and we're going to discuss this more, the other ones talk about a specific type of fruit or vegetable or plant. So I know what it is. For instance, a hadas. It says it has to have a chain, it has to cover the, the branches, and it has to do this, has to do that. Okay, I know what that is. Lulav. It says it has to be, and we're going to go through all this. Lulav has to be branches, but together, but able to spread. Okay, I know, I know it's that. And besides, it calls it, copies tomorrow, calls it the leaf of a date tree. Priyatana says a nice fruit. What's a nice fruit? You know, some people might think beautiful red apples a nice fruit. Some people might think like a gorgeous orange is a fruit. Some people might think a coconut's a nice fruit. How do I know it's an ester? So we have different ways of knowing that that's an ester. One of them is this drosha. That's Hadar Bilana Meshan Olashana. It's able to stay, to live on the tree from year to year. If you leave an apple on a tree after the season, it dies. If you leave an esrig on a tree for a whole nother year, it just gets bigger. It just gets bigger. So says the Gemara, the fact that the esrig stays on the tree from year to year shows us that when the Torah talks about that fruit, it means an esrig. And that's what he does with Hadar. He doesn't learn that it means beautiful because Rehuda does not require beautiful nothing. He doesn't require beautiful lulav. He doesn't require beautiful esrik. The what he does with the drush of the pasik is that it lives on the tree from year to year. One last gemara: shel asher shel nidachas. And asherah and ir nidachas is possible. Really, shel asher possible? An asher tree is possible. Vamar rava lulav shel avedizara. So an asher is an avedizara. And we learned in the Mishnah, Lulav Shalvedizar, if a Lulav is Avedizar, Layitar, and it's not nice, you shouldn't Bidafka take it, but Vimnatal Kasher, if you do take it, it's Kasher. So we have a stira. You're telling me Asherah passes it, and we know Avedizar doesn't pass it. So Mark says, no. This isn't your regular old run of the mill Avedizar. This is the Avedizars that they encountered upon coming into Eretz Yisrael, upon which we said in this past week's Parsha, You've got to destroy everything. You've got to uproot it and burn it and do everything to it. Therefore, it's, it's there, 
Its whole existence is to be chopped up, burnt, and uprooted. So this Asherah has no shear because it's going to be burnt. Whereas a regular Avedizara, there's no chiv to burn Avedizara, so it has a shear. Says This is talking about the Asherahs in the time of Moshe when they came into Eretz Yisrael, and the Torah commanded you to destroy it, burn it. Therefore, the Ksusei Mechtes shear, its shear is looking like it's chopped up. So you need an asterisk to be three tvachim high. I look at that thing as a pile of ashes, as a pile of dust. That's not three tvachim. Because you have a chiv to burn it up. So I look at it now like it's going to be. And it's going to be burnt up. Therefore, it doesn't have a shear. Whereas regular Avedizar, you don't have a chiv to burn Avedizar. It's not nice, but you don't, you don't have to burn it. And I'll prove to you that I'm right because it lumps it together with Iranidachas. What do you have to do with everything in Iranidachas? Burn it. So you see that the reason for an Asherah being puzzled is the same as Yeranidachas, that it is there to be burnt. Says the Gemara, Shmamina, good proof. Okay, we'll stop here for tonight.